Oh my words, how amazing, how amazing. If it's your first time with us, whether you're at home or whether you're in the venue here, you are so welcome. We're gonna love having you with us. My name is Stella. I'm gonna be one of your hosts tonight and I can't wait for what God's gonna do. Absolutely. And I'm Adam. I'm one of the leaders down at Emmaus Road in Guildford and Woking and Oldershot. And so, yes, we're so excited for what the Lord is going to do this evening. If this is your first time at Wildfires, then you are especially welcome. The heart behind Wildfires is really these three fires. This holy fire, and yesterday Tim shared a powerful message about how we are called to consecrate ourselves before the Lord. He, he called us to refocus our mind's attention and our heart's affection before God. And then the second fire is this fire, this camp fire. And this morning, Ness shared a message about how it's always the campfire, the community called back to unity in the spirit that we are called to as followers of Jesus. And then finally, today, in our last and third session, it's this third fire, the wildfire. And really, this is where we're going to focus our attention on our broken and needing world. And really, we're going to contend for the next great awakening. And so we're so glad that you're here with us. Yeah, I just love that word, wild. Don't you? I mean, wildfires, there's... You just don't know what's going to happen, you know. And so for our final meeting to be together, to be called Wildfires, it's like, come Holy Spirit, be as wild as you want. Are we, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to be wild of us tonight? Yeah. At home, are you ready for wild? We are, aren't we? There's been such a, such a lot of stuff going on. A couple of things that happened. Labs today. Some of the feedback from labs this afternoon have been amazing. So we had Chloe Schwartz, and she was teaching on everyday healing. And even in the lab, people were getting healed. They weren't just learning. They were getting healed in the session. How amazing, amazing. is that? Amazing. Thank you, God. And, um, and one last story, because we want to get into worship. But one last story. We had feedback from Kids Church that a 10-year-old boy was watching on screen just like this and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't get better than that, does it? It's amazing. So um, so we're going to start really soon. I want to welcome us to Tim Hughes and Rich Do um, now let me get this name right because you teased me earlier, didn't you? Rich Dekus, I'm not saying the other name, and the Gastric Band. We are so, <laughs> this is an in-house joke, we might put it on the chat later, but we are so lucky to have you, we're so blessed to have you, but as they get ready, I just want to talk to us about, I had a word about the wedding at Cana. Jesus' first miracle. And you remember, they ran out of wine. It was a festival. They ran out of wine. And um, Jesus turned water into wine when there is nothing. And it said at this wedding that this wine was brought to the banquet master of this wedding. And he tasted the new wine. And he said, do you know what? People normally give the best wine to the guests at the beginning. But you have saved the best till last. You know, when I was just in worship, actually, earlier this morning, I felt God say, I'm going to save the best till last. And so this might be our last session. But I really feel God has the best for us. He has the new wine for us. Tim was talking at the very beginning of his talk, like we might feel we've come out of a wilderness and we've been dry and we've run out of wine. But God has the best for us tonight. He has new wine and we're going to taste it. Do we want to taste what God has for us? Yes. So let's raise ourselves to our feet. At home, if you're watching, just posture yourself. Get out of the armchair, get out of the sofa. 
and we're going to welcome God. Holy Spirit, we welcome your new wine. We thank you that you have saved the best till last for us tonight, Lord. And we want to step into it with everything we have. So we say, come Holy Spirit, have your way and be wild with us tonight. We say yes, in Jesus' Name, Amen.
citizenship is above. And so we live out the citizenship that we have, even in the midst of the now and the not yet. We proclaim the rule and the reign of Jesus. So when you are singing, you are not just singing. When you are dancing, you are not just dancing. When you are declaring, you're not just speaking. You are ushering in what is to come. We proclaim the rule and the reign of Jesus. We proclaim the rule and the reign of Jesus. Jesus is king above all kings. The, the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus.
God is 
such a strong sense of the presence of the Holy Spirit here at Gastry. I know we've been getting messages in from many of you. Someone just said, I'm just overwhelmed by the Spirit in my kitchen as I watch this. And, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus has designed us as worshipers. There's something of God's presence that's released as we push into him. So many things are the last year that have distracted us. And I believe that this moment, this gathering, and even this night is a key marker moment for many of us. I get a sense that it is a moment of transition for many of you as you watch this, you will look back and say, that was the moment at which something shifted. And I think it looks a little like this, you know, again and again through the Gospels. If you, if you study, there's Jesus in his ministry is almost like the ebb and flow of the tide. Again and again, he says, come to me, come to me, come to me. <laughs> and then as soon as people come to him, he says, now go, <laughs> do it, sending us out on mission the 72, the 12, you know, and so on. And so we come into his presence and then he pushes us out. He, he draws us to himself and then he commissions us. I believe there's a call upon us to create cultures in our nation at this time of permissioning and commissioning, of innovation and experimentation, and above all, of courage. We have been in a season where we have been receiving blow upon blow uh, of just hardship and difficulty, and it has forced us onto the back foot. 
It has forced us onto the defensive. And that's right and proper. We've just done all we can to stand against the assaults of the enemy. But as we begin around the world to emerge from lockdown, as we begin to ask, what does the new landscape look like? There has to come a moment when we move from the back foot to the front foot when we move from faithfulness to the fullness of faith, when we move from defence to offence, when we move from retreat to advance. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to many of us and even to some of the churches here. It is time for front foot faith. It is time to move from the back foot of faithfulness into the front foot of faith at this time. Joshua, on the verge of inheriting the promised land, had to move from a whole generation in retreat in the wilderness, just trying to survive as the people of God with some distant dream. And there comes the moment where it is time to pass through the Jordan and take hold of that which God has promised. And the Lord knows His greatest need and appears to him and says, Be bold, be courageous, for I will be with you every place you put your foot. There comes a time that the people of God has to move onto the front foot. In boxing, there is a time to block the uh, assault of the enemy and there's a time for the right hook. There is a time for front foot faith. This is a time when there'll be great temptation upon us to stay on the back foot, to stay defensive, to read the headlines and say, it can't be done. The church is doomed. But the Bible I read says the exact opposite, that Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Who are you going to believe that Jesus didn't just come but He is coming again, that the Kingdom of God advances at the hands and the prayers of forceful forceful men and women. And so I believe this is a moment for many of us, for us to move onto the front foot, to begin to pioneer an adventure again. And uh, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit comes upon us and takes our timidity, locked down in our rooms in fear, and comes upon us and propels us out into the streets with courage to proclaim the gospel and turn the tide. At the very moment of the very few, the one month where it looked like the people of God in Christ were on the defense, the Spirit of God came and they suddenly baptized 3,000 people in a day. These things have happened in the past. The Lord Jesus hasn't changed. The Spirit of God is with us and it can happen again. I believe that wherever you're watching this now, the Spirit of God wants to bring a fresh impartation of faith. Not just faithfulness, oh, I'll soldier on, I'll recite the creed, I'll turn up at church. The Spirit of God wants to come and ignite something in you, reconnect you with dreams you hardly dared to dream anymore, reconnect you with prophetic words that you had laid down because it was too costly. And there's something in you, even as you've been participating in these gatherings, that said, Oh no, oh no, I feel it stirring again. Oh no, 
I know the price. I'm not naive anymore. I know the price. And I want to say I'm not sorry because this world needs you to stand up. This world needs you to rule and reign with Christ Jesus. This world needs you to pray because no one else in your street is praying. This world needs you to preach the gospel because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the hope for every man and woman, every boy and girl in the nations of this world. So this is a time for front foot faith. Can I ask us that we pray differently, that we revisit old prophetic words and get them out and take them for a run again? Can I ask that leadership teams, we begin to plan with our budgets and with our strategies a little differently? What if we are standing on the threshold of the greatest missional opportunity of a generation? What if this is the moment for which we have been prepared? What if the moment of consecration, which we thought about last night, leads unto the commission for consecrate yourselves for tomorrow? I will do great things, says the Lord. This is a time for ambition. It's a time for advance. It's a time, I believe, to move onto the front foot of faith. So we just say, come Holy Spirit. We don't want to circle the wagons and hide and just retreat to try and get back to normal. The old normal wasn't that great. We wanna push into the very purposes of God for our communities at this time. We want to pray, Lord God, that you would use us in the reconstruction of our communities, of businesses, and of society itself at this time. We wanna pray, Lord God, that by your spirit, as people are shaken and are asking questions, that you would give us courage to speak the good news of Jesus Christ, to articulate with credibility and conviction at this time. And so Lord, we will not be intimidated by the giants in the land, for we know the land is ours, not theirs. Amen. Brilliant. So. Uh, Pray, think, dream, talk. Let's move on to front foot faith. Add. Amazing. And that's a perfect way to set up our talk for this evening. I am really excited to introduce our speaker. Our speaker today is Tebo Mpanza. Uh, Tebo, would you like to come? Let's give him a round of applause. Even if you're at home, give him a round of applause. Hey, Turbo. Hey. 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 So for those of you who don't know Turbo, Turbo has been a church leader here in Birmingham where Gastry is, but now he's on staff here at Gastry overseeing leadership development as well as a whole load of other things. And as we were praying together as a team, we just really felt that the word, as Tebo shared a little bit about what he feels he's carrying for today, we were convinced that this is the word of the Lord for us right now. And so I commend him to you. Uh, I suggest you get a notepad, open up your minds and your hearts, not just to hear the word of the Lord, but be transformed as you encounter Jesus. So Tebo, over hey, to you. Hey, Adam, thanks so much, man. Hey, come on, can we give it up for Adam? Wow. Oh man, Pete, there's, there's oil in the house tonight. I think we can all sense it. 
I think we can all sense that God is, is pouring out His Spirit. He's, He's doing something new. I've got a feeling you can sense it online tonight. Come on, just stretch out your hands just towards heaven. Come on, just let the oil just hit you. Some of you came in here tonight and oh, you, you, you've been desperate. You've been hungry. I just feel that God wants to just release you. There's something that's niggling you that, that even before I say anything tonight, you need to release because you won't be able to hear clearly. Come on, just release it right now by His Spirit. Come on, there are burdens lifting right now. Ah, come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, just hand it over. Come on, just a few moments. Just hand it over. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ah. Father, we thank you tonight that you're in this place. You're in living rooms, you're in churches across the nation. God, even across our waters, you're here. Father, we thank you that you wanna meet with us tonight. You're already doing a fine work. The last 24 hours have been nothing short of phenomenal, outstanding, powerful. Father, we just wanna continue tonight on that track and just allow you to speak to us Prepare us for what is to come. In Jesus' name. Hey, it is such, such an honor and a joy um, to be with you tonight. And I've just been so blessed. You know, my first wildfires, and you know, there's a team here that is just creating space for God to just to speak to us. And what a privilege it is that we can come tonight and, and lift up our hands and and just enjoy what we get to enjoy. And I guess some of you, perhaps you've been thinking, God, God, what about me? <laughs> I wanna say to you tonight that there is a cup for you. There's a cup at, at the altar. The, our altars are open. I don't know if perhaps your altar has been closed, but our altars are open. There's a cup, there's a fresh touch, there's an anointing in this place. And, and I'm just believing for God to meet us and we'll worship in a moment again and just believe for heaven to just come and just break this place open. He's already breaking this place open and, and uh, I can feel it, I can sense it. Have you got your Bible with you? Grab your Bible if you do. You do know, by the way, that what is happening here, it can't be contained. Are we all of the same sort of understanding that this cannot be contained? The Word of the Lord will not be chained. It will go out, it will bear fruit, it will produce, it will do what it sets out to do, it will establish what it sets out to establish. We've gathered around the holy fire and we've had a conversation around consecration and, and this morning we've gathered around community and connectedness, but tonight God wants to set a wildfire in this place. He wants to set us ablaze. 
He wants to fire us up across this nation. He wants to set us ablaze for His glory. And I'm, I'm fired up about it. Some of you, some of you are ready and, and I can sense it. I wanna just share a few thoughts around John 13. God just really gave me the Scripture. I was like, God, this is wild. We're talking about wildfires. Really, you want me to, to talk about uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet? But I, you know, my prayer tonight is that in its simplicity, God would just remind us simply of, of its significance. You know, God's Word has the ability to, to do that. You know, it's powerful. I was like, oh God, God, are you sure about this? But I don't know, let's see how we go. John 13, um, let's read it together and then we'll get this party started. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that His hour had come to leave this world and return to His Father. He had loved His disciples during His ministry on earth, and now He loved them till the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given Him authority over everything that he had come and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm doing, but someday you will. Peter said, no, he protested, you know, hot head Peter, trust him to be wild. You will never ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well. Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. <laughs> bit of sass from Jesus there. I love it when Jesus, just, just a bit of attitude, you know, it's, it's, it's okay from Jesus. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I'm doing? You call me teacher and Lord. You're right because that is what I am and since you, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. You know, as we gathered tonight around this wildfire, just imagine here, just by, just by your feet here, guys, just imagine this wildfire. As we gathered on the final night, I, I just really feel like Jesus wants to leave us tonight with an example to follow. And I wanna share a few thoughts, if you're taking notes, around the subject, or idea rather, strong hands, soft hearts. Strong hands, soft hearts. Let's pray one more time, ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Thank You, Lord, that Your Word is sharp, it's active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's able to get into the places and areas in our hearts that perhaps nothing else can get into. Father, we pray tonight that Your Word would ignite faith, that God, Your Word would establish and it would do exactly what it sets out to do. God, tonight, in this place, online, I pray that Your Word, God, fires us up. 
God, if needs be, let your word challenge us today. Father, let your word today stir up faith, hope, love, God, that which has been dry in a previous season. I pray today that your word would open up the heavens and let it rain in this place today. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And someone said, oh man, can we thank Joe? Thank you, Joe Rivers. What a legend, holding it down all we can. Strong hands, soft hearts. You know, um, I don't know about you, but something very peculiar is happening in our text. Jesus reckons it's a good idea to wash the feet of his friends. And you know, this is slightly odd for me, and I don't know what your relationship with feet is, but, but, but for me, you know, I have some pretty good friends. You know, I've got some pretty loyal, trusted, uh, ride or die, give up anything at any time for me kind of friends and vice versa. But I've gotta be honest with you tonight, if, if I had to engage with their feet, I, I would seriously, Struggle. Anybody else with me on that? I mean, I mean, Pete Gregg is here tonight, and, and I just met Pete like 24 hours ago. Probably the closest man to Jesus I think I've met like like ever. And if Pete were to remove his converse tonight and and from and 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 say, hey, listen, would you mind? They're just a bit dirty. I've got to say, even I would struggle. Okay, you say, well, well, Pete, fine. You know, you just met him. My wife. Let me, let me say, let me say about my wife, she sat here, let me, like, she is, like, I married up, the Lord knows, she is, she is beautiful, yes, you can, you can give it up, she's beautiful, she's kind, she's anointed, she's, she's wise, she's gifted beyond measure, but has horrible feet, in fact, in fact, I, I told her, but I was only brave enough. I, was, I told her two hours ago that I was gonna talk about her feet tonight. And she said, no. In fact, I've got a photo, actually, if you'd like to see. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. She would kill me slowly. How beautiful are the feet of those who carry the good news. Thank you, Isaiah, for saving my marriage. Um, why would Jesus do this? If, if the disciples needed their feet washed, they, they could have done it themselves. This is so odd to me. It's so scandalous uh, that Jesus would do this as one who is coming from God and is returning to God, that he would take the menial and demeaning tasks that would be reserved for slaves. And Peter gives voice to the scandal. Of course, Peter says in verse six, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? The washing of uh, one's feet, one's guests rather, was very, very common in Jesus' day. But normally, you know, the host wouldn't, wouldn't be the one who would do it. Jesus replies, you don't understand what I'm doing, but someday you will. And I just love that because, you know, Jesus is always trying to teach us something. He's always trying to 
to take us deeper. He's always trying to stir something within us, to pull something out of us. And this, I guess, is what this weekend is about. And last night's holy fire, this morning's campfire, tonight's wildfire, God is stirring something inside of us. There are sparks that are, that are flying and jumping out of this fire that God doesn't want us to just, you know, duck and hide from that, you know, you'd normally do that if sparks are flying out of a fire. But he wants us to catch tonight because he wants to set us ablaze. We're getting ready to go back into our worlds and, and our communities and our societies and, our, and, and, and everything that God has called us to, but he wants to set us ablaze tonight for his name's sake and for his glory. He's teaching us tonight what it means through this text to have strong hands. Hands that aren't afraid sometimes to get dirty. Hands that aren't afraid to carry hands that, hands that don't mind getting a couple of splinters in them here and there, as painful as splinters are. And I don't know, but I've just felt a challenge from Jesus recently. Tabs, you know, show me your hands, I've, I've felt the Lord say. Because, because if we're gonna contend for the next great awakening, we need strong hands in our churches, in our communities, uh, in our businesses, in our university campuses, in our schools. We need strong hands, we need soft hearts. And, and anyone's, by the way, anyone's heart can harden. Anyone's heart can harden. Even us as faithful, bold, worshiping, Jesus-loving Christians, even if we're not careful, even our hearts can harden. Bible says, guard your heart, Proverbs 4.23, because it considers it the wellspring of life. Scripture informs us that grief, desires, joy, understanding, thoughts and reasoning, and most importantly, faith and belief are all products of the heart. And so considering this, it is easy to see how a hardened heart can dull our ability to perceive and understand and to be set on fire. And I just felt tonight that where there's a hardened heart, God wants to soften it. God wants, to, God wants to soften hearts in this place and cause us to be on fire. Perhaps, you know, there've been some things that have robbed us of a soft heart. I know there've been some things for me. Perhaps familiarity. You know, the disciples had been with one another for three years. They had shared so much over the years, so much conversation, so much community, and when so much time has been shared together, you know, precious moments like we're sharing here tonight, we've had a whole 24 hours of just incredible heaven moments in this place. It can become so easy to take what has been amazing and extraordinary, it can be so easy for that just to become familiar. These guys ended up arguing amongst themselves, you know, about who's the greatest, and in their familiarity, while they were trying to compete for favoritism, they lost their focus. And I don't know, I just sense God wants to remind us of our focus here tonight. Perhaps our hearts have hardened to the point where, you know, it's just another talk, it's just another message, it's just, it's just another song of worship, it's just another moment where we just wait on the Lord. This is not just another moment, this is not just another song of worship, this is not just another talk, this is, this is an opportunity for us to encounter the living God and for God to set us ablaze. This is an opportunity for our faith to be stirred, for us to believe for the miraculous signs and wonders shall follow those who believe and they will cast out demons in my name. 
They will speak in new languages. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Come on, don't let familiarity harden your heart. Let's soften our hearts. This is still amazing. I don't know, maybe in your church you felt like, man, it's all right for you guys over there in Birmingham. This all sounds good. You've got the gifting. You've got the skill. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing your church tonight. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the heart of, I'm seeing you return back to the heart of God and faith just rising. Something just stirring and, and, and you know, Pete just articulated it so well, what God is doing, that, that front-footed faith where, where there, perhaps there's been an opportunity for us to take the back seat. But God is saying, get up. Oh, come on, get up out of that grave tonight. Get up out of that slumber of apathy and lift your hands and cry out to God. God is doing a new thing. God is birthing something fresh in this season. We can all sense it. We can all sense it. I had a coffee with uh, Uncle Ken earlier on. He said, he said, just regarding tonight, just relax. And I'm feeling like I'm not relaxed. I'm already. <sighs> Uncle Ken, I'm, I just get too excited. Oh, thank you, babe. See, this is why you're a 10. Oh, come on, don't let familiarity rob you of a moment tonight. Perhaps pride has robbed you of a soft heart. Obadiah 3, the pride of your heart has deceived you. You say to yourself, who can bring me to the ground? Look at Pharaoh and his hard-heartedness. Even after bearing witness to God's powerful hand at work, he still denied God's sovereignty. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You've seen God move powerfully over the years. You've seen salvation. You've seen incredible healings and miracles. You've seen all the exciting stuff, but yet you still tonight struggle to engage in worship. Your arms are folded and, 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 and something inside of you just, just is struggling to just break free. Don't let pride rob you of purpose tonight. Come on, just let go and, and, and allow the Spirit of God just to invade your heart. Sin sometimes can cause us to harden our hearts, especially continual sin. You know, we'll give you an opportunity in about 10 minutes, perhaps, uh, to surrender your life to Jesus and to turn from that sin that is occupying your life and your heart and your mind. But let me say just on that, that we have all sinned. We have all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. So don't you sit there or stand there tonight thinking, oh, it's just me. No one understands what I'm going through. Listen, listen, we've all, we've all been there. But we serve a God who is faithful and just, who will forgive us. So we need to surrender our lives to Jesus. When we don't, our hearts will harden and we become desensitized to the Spirit of God. Jesus said to Peter, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. He said to the woman at the well, he said, anybody who drinks from the water I give them will never thirst again. And many of us have shown up here tonight. You've shown up tonight because you're thirsty. Because we hunger, in fact, someone said it this morning, I think it was Ness, we've gone beyond hunger, but now we are desperate. We are desperate for more, and the good news tonight is that with Jesus, there is always more. There is always more, you just have to reach out, push through the crowd, push through the insecurity tonight, push through the anxiety, push through tonight, and just touch Jesus, he's, he's right here. 
Come on, catch a spark from this fire that is burning tonight. What does it take, you ask? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> to have strong hands and a, and a soft heart. What does it take tonight to catch this, this spark? A few things from our text. I mean, there's so much, but let me just pick out a few. Firstly, it takes us, what does God want us to catch? He wants us to catch a love like no other. A love like no other. I wonder if we can, if we can head back from this 24 hours together bearing a love like no other. Verse one, Jesus loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. Now I'm no expert on love, okay? I'm no love doctor. But I sense that this love that, that is describing Jesus is beyond politeness. It's beyond kind acts. It's beyond nice words. There are a lot of nice words flying around. It's beyond that. The love that Jesus commands goes beyond positive feelings. It's an orientation, it's a, it's a disposition of openness, of receptivity and giving towards one another. It is choosing to, to receive into our hands the feet of another regardless of how they are and of where they've been and, and where they've walked. It is a willingness to hold and care for those feet regardless of what they look like or what they've done. It is forgiving those feet that have kicked us in the teeth. And it is asking for forgiveness from those that we have stepped on. Just, just yesterday I learned this lesson from God. Just yesterday I, I was in a room, quick story, with somebody who in the last year I had an altercation with. We exchanged some words in a, in a heated moment and, well, you know how it goes. He said something, then I said something, <laughs> then he said something else and then I said something else and, and yes, they were in a room together and, and what struck me about that is that in the grandness of the world, like, like, like we've got things to do, like in the grandness of, of everything that is going on, God cares about the niggles. He cares about the, the small things and that he would orchestrate a moment where we could hug it out and we could cry and, and, and God would bring healing in a moment. And, and I love that this is the love of our God. The love, of Je the, the, the love that Jesus commands is remembering that the, the feet of those we hold were created and loved by the same God that created them, created me, created you, created us. What is astonishing about Jesus' love in this moment is that Jesus insists on washing the feet of Peter, knowing full well that Peter is gonna deny him to save his own skin. What's astonishing to me is that Jesus would, would, would wash Judas' feet, knowing that he's already conspired to, to betray him. That's encouraging to me. Jesus knows and he loves them anyway. I wonder, if, if, I wonder if in our knowing at times we've lost our ability to love anyway. He knows us. He knows that we'll mess up. He knows that perhaps for 10 days we'll be on fire after wildfires. You know, it's, you know, it's amazing. You know, it's, yeah, it's powerful. You know, God did amazing things. You know, like Tim Hughes, oh my gosh. Just like, come on, fight us up. God, God, God knows that perhaps that fire will cease, but, but he loves us anyway. He loves us anyway. This, this is good news for us. 
Jesus goes a step further, and here's what I want you to catch tonight. He says, he, he, he wants us to catch the fact that there is a cleansing that goes beyond our dirty feet tonight. Look, Jesus, he, he, he goes back and forth with Peter. You're not going to wash my feet, are you? Jesus says, Peter, don't worry about what I'm going to do. Peter responds then, then wash my hands and my head as well, not just my feet. Peter Peter pipes up. I mean, perhaps we can excuse his first objection, but the second one, Peter, we're not excusing that one. We're not excusing that one. Don't miss this, Peter. Come on, wildfires, don't miss this tonight. One's relationship with Jesus provides a a cleansing that is not temporary, but one that lasts. A cleansing with Jesus provides that which is eternal. I spent a, a large part of my life in my teenagers where I was looking for temporary fixes. While searching for the here and now, when all the while God had, had, had eternity for me. I, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage someone here tonight, let's forget about the quick fixes. There is eternity. God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And so tonight, come on, God, is, God wants to place a seed in you that is going to last throughout the ages. That is going to take us from glory to glory, from, from strength to strength. Tonight, oh man, there's been a deep cleansing over the last 24 hours, a purification, a consecration. I've just, I've, I've just been wrecked, man. I've just been wrecked by the presence of God this morning, last night, and, and even tonight, and these moments are, are extraordinary, but, but we're, about, we're about to go viral. This, this, is, this is going to go viral. This is, this is too good. This is too good for, for 24 hours, for, for one time in a year. This, this sense of faith and just believing God for an outpour, a great awakening, this, this is going to the villages in our nation. This is going to the towns where perhaps nobody knows your name. This is going wild. This is not just for a city like Birmingham or a city like London or Brighton. This is for every heart, every nation, every soul. Those that would call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. This is going viral. Oh, come on, how about the band? Come and join me for a sec and then we'll wrap this up. Come on, there's a love like no other that Jesus wants us to catch tonight. There's a deep cleansing that is going beyond this moment. That is going beyond a great song, a a great chord that is played. There's a deep cleansing. Here's here's the last thing that I believe Jesus wants to leave us with here tonight, quite simply, is an example to follow. An example to follow. He says to his disciples after he's done washing their feet in verse 12 and 15, do you understand what I was doing? I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Do as I have done to you. What a good teacher. No, what a great teacher Jesus is. That he teaches not just by doctrine alone, but by example. As we go our separate ways, you know, this, this evening, my prayer is that we would not only depend on the intellect of our minds and the impeccable articulation of our words, but also that we would, 
lean into the example that our lives are. Your life is an example. You know that already. That's not some crazy theology. (laughs) Your life, your life is an example. My prayer as we leave this place tonight is that we won't rely on what's in here and what's coming out of here alone, but that we would also lean into a demonstration of God's power. Pete and Sammy and the Emmaus Road crew, I need you guys to start praying because I just sense you guys know how to pray. Nikki, you too over there, I see you. Come on, prayer warrior. There's about to be a demonstration of God's power here tonight. That is, God wants to equip us. God wants to be equip us, not, God wants to equip us not only, not only to speak wise words, not only to say the right thing, but that we would be able to demonstrate the power of God, that our lives would, would shine a light to the broken places, to the people that need to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. What gives Jesus this authority, you ask? You're asking me a lot of questions tonight. I'm really glad about that. I've got to say. (laughs) What gives Jesus this authority? I'll tell you, that's why I'm here. And here's my message tonight. It is that the same hands that served us, saved us. That soft heart was about to be put to the test Not a moment later in the Garden of Gethsemane where Mark records that Jesus' soul was crushed to the point of death. What was he carrying? He was carrying our transgressions. He was carrying our sin, our mistake, our our faults, our pride. And he pleaded with the Lord. He said, God, take this cup of suffering away from me. Not a moment later, those strong hands would be put to the test as nails would be driven through those palms as he would hang on a cross. And he'd cry out to God. Not a moment later. So my question tonight is why wouldn't we break out of familiarity? Why wouldn't we jump right out of pride and and sin and, and catch a spark from the fire of God tonight? Why, why wouldn't we when God has demonstrated his, the strength of His hands that, that could serve but could also save? Why wouldn't we turn our lives and surrender to Jesus? Why would we not look to God Oh, come on, there's a, there's a deep cleansing tonight. God wants to send us out with hands that are, some of your hands are about to get splinters. They're too soft. <laughs> Woo, there's a, there's a strength, there's a mantle that is coming upon His church right now. Right now, there's a mantle. God is raising up soldiers. He's raising up sons and daughters that are gonna, that are gonna, that are gonna, that He's gonna use in this season. 
for His name's sake. God is calling us to a deeper place of prayer, deeper place of worship, not so that we can enjoy, but so that we can endure and we can kick the enemy in the teeth. Come on, that which is heavy is coming off you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, churches are gonna be set ablaze again. Oh, Jesus loves the church. Loves the church, loves his people, and it's about to be set ablaze again. Come on, catch a spark tonight. Come on, let's stand if you're in the room. Come on, let's stand. If you're at home, in your, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your church building, wherever you're gathering tonight, let's lift up our hands towards heaven. Let's all start to pray in the heavenly language right now. Let's stir our faith. Come on, strong hands in the name of Jesus. The altar is open. Come on, what do you need to bring it to the altar tonight? Jesus' name, release fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh wind. Father, pour out your spirit tonight. Pour out grace, pour out love in this place, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for every young person. I don't know, I just sense the young people in the nation are about to rise with power. The young people in the nation are about to prophesy. I don't know, I'm seeing 14, 15 year old, 16 year old, God giving you supernatural wisdom. God giving you strength beyond your years, wisdom beyond your years. Come on, if you're a teenager, lift your hands, come on. Come on, if you're a student, lift your hands right now. There's an anointing, God wants to fill you with His Spirit. Come on, young people, you've got a voice. You've got influence. Come on, you've got something that we perhaps don't have. You're an example. Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young, but be an example in your love, Timothy. Come on, come on in your faith. Come on in your purity. Come on, you've been pure. You've loved God. I see God right now raising up young people across this nation to set high schools ablaze in the name of Jesus. Universities right now being set ablaze in Jesus' name. Come on, every student, lift your hands right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Strong hands, strong hearts. Let me just, before I hand over to the worship team, let me just pray for those that don't know Jesus. I've got to do this. I mean, I have to. I've got to pray just in case there's someone out there who doesn't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you right now, He loves you so much. Oh, He loves you so much. He died for you. He died for, He'd wash your feet. As dirty as they may be, He washes them tonight. He cleanses them. You've been running from God. You've been running away. Maybe even in this room tonight and you've been running from God, you've been ducking and diving from the wildfire. But God tonight wants to arrest your heart. He wants to bring you not into religion, but into relationship with Him. Right into relationship with Him. I'm gonna say a simple prayer. Everyone in here is gonna help me pray the prayer. Everyone in line is gonna help me pray so you're not alone. This prayer simply just brings you before the Father and unites you with Jesus. Simple but powerful. Help me pray, dear Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. Jesus, tonight, on the final night of wildfires, I choose you. I choose life. 
I'm sorry for my sin. Sorry for running away. But tonight, I run to you. Would you receive me as I am in Jesus' name? Hey, if you prayed that prayer tonight, please just put a massive yes on the chat. We wanna encourage you and get around you. Jump online, email us. Let us know that you surrendered your life to Jesus on the final night of wildfires so we can celebrate. Come on, let me pray one more prayer. Let's lift our hands. Come on, Father, we thank you tonight. Just over the last 24 hours, God, you've just moved. You've anointed, you've healed. I had a picture earlier on of somebody who's got some serious back pain. Your back right now is actually on fire. It's actually on fire, particularly around the right-hand side. Maybe it's the spine. And you've been having tension in your back and pain in your back. I just see God relieving that right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Healing of back pain right now, Jesus' name. Touch, touch, Lord. Touch, touch that back in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's someone else who's been struggling with insomnia. You haven't been sleeping. I guess there's probably about, I'm gonna say 500 people. You've been struggling to sleep and you've been having nightmares even. It's been, it's been dark in the mind. The moment you put your head to the pillow, you've been afraid of going to sleep. But God tonight wants to alleviate you of that fear in the name of Jesus. You will sleep a perfect night's sleep tonight, I declare. In the name of Jesus, God, those that are struggling with sleep, I pray right now, God, God, alleviate that. In Jesus' name, backs are being healed. It feels like your back's on fire. Oh gosh, I don't know why I need to dwell on that, but you're being restored right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. God's gonna continue to do some work as we worship, so come on, let's, let's sing something awesome. Jesus, thank you.
Let's just give Jesus the biggest cheer, the biggest clap that we can. If there's any a king that deserves it, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, that's what we were made for, to glorify Him, to lift Him up on high, to say He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Oh wow, how do we say goodbye? We don't, we don't. You know, we might leave this building, you might turn your TVs off in a minute. The worship down, bands are gonna pack down, but it's not finished. It's not finished, because Pete said, he said, put your best foot forward. 
What's that phrase? We're on the offense, not the defense. We're putting our foot forward. When we leave this place, we're going to carry on in the spirit of the pursuit of pursuing the next great awakening. And then what's going to happen? We're going to gather a year's time from now, and we're going to gather in a tent on a field, but we're going to need a bigger tent. We've been told we're going to need a bigger tent. And so, you know, if you don't know what that's like, and if you want to be part of that, you are still able to give into the vision of pursuing a bigger tent so everyone can share in the vision of what it is to be part of a wildfire pursuit of the next great awakening. And if you forgot what it looks like to be in a field, in a tent worshiping Jesus, we're going to have a promo in a minute. And while the promo is playing, we're just going to have our core team of wildfires come up on the stage and just say farewell to you. These are the guys that sit in a room week after week, and they plan this for us. And so we just want to give them a cheer at the end and let them say their goodbyes to us. But while they're coming up on the stage, if you forget what it's like to be at Whiston and praise God in a tent, here is the promo for 2022. Yes, let's give it a round of applause, yes. So the dates for Wildfires 2022 are the 31st of May to the 2nd of June. It's a slightly different bank holiday next year, which means we're actually coming before Big Church Day Out. So it's going to be Wildfires first, but if you get your Wildfires ticket, then you can stay on and you get access to Big Church Day Out just afterwards. And on behalf of the core team, we just want to say a massive thank you for the 1,600 people who didn't ask for a refund, but have allowed their tickets to roll over to next year. You're already booked on. We're excited to see you uh, next year, along with Maverick City, uh, Jonathan David and Melissa Helser is going to be with us. So we're really excited to be here. here. Amen. So, Pete, would you like to say anything on behalf of the core team? Yeah, uh, in a minute, Pete uh, Hughes here is just going to pray a closing prayer. Let me just uh, clarify that three um, really important members of the team just can't be here right now. That's uh, Ness Wilson. Uh, who's back in Loughborough right now, who spoke so brilliantly this morning. Uh, Rachel Hughes, who's just recovering from a, 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 a small medical thing, but she's uh, uh, doing great. <laughs> I don't think I should have said that. Um, and, and also B. Hughes. So um, they're all really important members of this team. It's the, it, right at the heart of Wildfires is genuine friendship. We have so much fun 
dreaming this thing up together. Uh, it's not really just the event. It's, it's a conspiracy uh, to try and lift the name of Jesus in our nation. So, Pete, why don't you just pray for us? Should we stand for those of us in the room? It's just going to a simple prayer of blessing straight out of the book of Numbers. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said? God bless everyone and goodbye.